welcome to the Open Paddock Rallycast presented by Oz Rally Pro. This is episode number 96, and it's part two of our review of the 2021 Snowdrift Rally. And in this episode, we chat with the young guns of the American Rally Association Championship, Kean McCormack, Patrick Grushka, and his co-driver Allison LaRosa, and Andre Durazio. So grab a beverage that will warm your insides and join us for another round of the virtual rally pub we call the Rallycast. Hello, I'm your host, Mike Shaw, and this is part two of our review of the Snowdrift National Rally. Our sport has welcomed a lot of new faces over the past few years, and I think it's pretty fair to say that majority of our entries tend to be of a older generation. We've seen young faces come and go, but it's kind of rare that we've seen multiple youngsters of the talent and caliber that we saw at Snowdrift uh, this past week. All three of these drivers ended up on their class podiums despite their limited experience, and actually all of them had never done Snowdrift before. So first we chat with Kean McCormack, who came in third in the National Open Two-Wheel Drive in a Fiesta R2, and it was his third ever rally uh, in his first national. Then it's Patrick Grushka and his co-driver Allison Rosa, who quite honestly is one of the most fun co-drivers you'll ever see in the series. I mean, the girl's got stories. Uh, Patrick and Allison actually finished second in regional limited two-wheel drive class, and it was Patrick's first ever event. And finally, it's a quick chat with Andre Durazio, the national open two-wheel drive class winner whose mild and calm demeanor belies the speed and determination which he attacks the stages. We'll have their stories from Snowdrift right after this. Go. Five right short over crest into second small crest 40, full F plus nips. Hi, this is Alex and Rihanna Gelsomino from Oz Rally Pro, Advanced Rally Training. Are you new to rally or have you been rallying many years? No matter what your experience, we can progress you further. Our classes are team training, driver pace note training, or co-driver training that are tailored to each individual or team. Email osrallypro at gmail.com for further details. And we've got with us uh, Kian McCormack, who was third in the open two-wheel drive class uh, national. Uh, Kian, Snowdrift Rally 2021. First of all, welcome to the Open Paddock Rally Cast, and wow, one heck of a performance other than the little oops at the beginning. Yeah, thanks for bringing me on. So uh, the first stage, um, a little bit of a moment. Just I was trying to test out the traction, see where I had traction, where I didn't. And um, I could see pieces of dirt where I was able to get traction. Uh, but then there was other places where you come into a corner, and it's just a complete sheet of brown ice. So I came up over, it was like a right four plus, and the ice just <laughs> didn't want to make the car steer, and it took off straight towards trees. Uh, but the slow, uh, snow bank slowed me down a bit, and we got back up. But it's just in your head then for the rest of the day, and that kind of slowed us down. I can catch up. Well, you were in probably the most competitive class, other than maybe the top class um, of cars <laughs> out there. Uh, how many snowdrifts have you done in the past? Well, this is only my third rally, first national rally, and first snowdrift, so... Oh, jeez. <laughs> only doing regional rallies before this. Uh, the speed is definitely different in national rallies. So, you know, Andre was there in another McKenna Motorsport R2. Uh, we were going back and forth with it. Uh, Brad Morris was there in a Lancer. There was just a lot of good, quick, open two-wheel drive cars that I was having some good battles with. 
Now, again, only your third rally, um, as you said, yeah. and <laughs> you're in an R2 already. And and forgive me for asking, but how old are you? Um, 18. 18. Yeah, I'm in college right now. Yeah, so just doing what I can on the side. I guess what what I find so exciting about this is the fact that we've got so many young talents competing right now. Um, right. We see them come and go a little bit every now and then, but having multiples uh, of the of the caliber of you and Andre and uh, heck uh, Patrick Grushka might end up uh, you know starting to move forward yeah. too. You know, yeah. you know in the right car. Well, again, that was his first rally ever, but he uh, you know showed some good uh, performance there, and it's just. I guess I'm just at levels of excitement of seeing you young guys really gunning for it and really putting on a good show. But what what kind of preparation did you have uh, going into this, your first national rally? Um, I didn't really have much preparation, to tell you the truth. Just kind of watching videos of snow rallies, but couldn't really compare to that because of the fact that we couldn't use studs. So it's kind of just get out there and test the car out on the test stage and see what Kerp is like and how the car handles on snow. Well, it must also add a little bit of confidence being part of the McKenna crew, which, you know, they take really good care of the cars, right? So Yeah, those guys, McKenna Motorsport, they bring all the cars out. and It ran perfectly all weekend. Anything you want to change, the boys will do it for you. So it's pretty much just up to you to get the car the right feeling you want and do the best you can with it. So going into a rally that you're familiar with, one that doesn't allow studs uh, on pretty much glare ice for a lot of it, uh, what kind of setup do you go for? Do you um, try and just find something really neutral? Or, to, uh, you know, the Fiesta is not a very large platform, so it can m- move around a lot. Right, yeah. So the front-wheel drive cars, obviously, all the back wanted to do was turn around. So um, it was just, you know, trying to grab that brake and just keep the back settled. Uh, so other than that uh, first moment you had, you know, again, you just kept kind of clawing, clawing back time uh, once you got your head back into it. Uh, yeah, no, that was just when your head, when you lose your confidence, that's it. Like, it's just you can't push. So it's just kind of that stage, I was completely out of it. And then that happened on the first stage. So it kind of took until I got back into service to kind of get back with it. And then when I got back out, it was this actually the same corner. It was everybody else had trouble on. So it was kind of a sign of relief. <laughs> Well, and then I see, especially it looked like on that last loop, you really kind of got into a groove and looked like you felt a lot more comfortable uh, based on the times we're seeing, and uh, you know, including a you know a, a stage win for you out there, for your class. Yeah, no, it it kept getting a lot more slick. Uh, so we went out with tractionized tires, and I felt way more comfortable. So I was able to push that a little bit more, and that's where we got our success on the last loop. So uh, you think uh, you might do another snow drift in the future after that experience? <laughs> um, definitely wouldn't be my first choice of rallies, but yeah. it's definitely a, a huge uh, character-building rally, so I'm sure I'll be back. Another thing is, you know, this is the first time ARAs used the rally safe system, and I've been kind of asking every driver that I talk to, what was your opinion of it? Uh, I thought it was very effective, you know. Um, I think my co-driver noticed it a bit more than I did. But, you know, like if you're catching up to a car, there's a hazard, it just lights up right there so it's not like you're coming right around a corner to three triangles and you have to just stick to the brakes so it's it's definitely convenient and of course uh now i gotta ask uh what's what's the next one on the calendar for you because again you've definitely showed the performance here and uh in hopefully uh warmer climbs without uh all the ice and snow yeah so uh i'll be back at 100 acre wood with some uh some grip under me and uh we'll be ready to go 
Awesome. Well, folks, make sure you keep track of uh, Keen McCormack in the McKenna Motorsports R2. Uh, you guys, dang, you're wicked quick out there, man. And I, I love seeing the, the young talent. I don't, hopefully, we'll see you, Andre, and uh, heck, maybe even Nate Tennis. Nate, I mean, you are battling with Nate yeah, Tennis. Nate. Nobody has more seat time. Yeah, Nate, but the rear wheel drive car was kind of holding them back a little bit. But um, yeah, no, it was great battling out with him, the guy who has great experience in a car. Ah, uh, fun stuff. Actually, I forgot to ask you how you how you got into rallying. Uh, well, my dad he had an Evo six, and I sat with him in Rally New York two years ago. Mm-hmm. But you know, dad was so good to me; he brought me around to pretty much every rally growing up. And my uncle also has he had the Hyundai out this weekend, so it's kind of it's in the blood. <laughs> so, end is your uncle. Yeah, and is my uncle. Nice. Liam's my cousin, and he sat with Enda, co-driver. Okay. Well, we'll see you at 100 Acre Wood, man. Again, congratulations on the finish, and finishing, let alone finishing on the podium. That was <laughs> a fantastic rally and, and a big challenge for everyone out there. I mean, literally, I, I was hearing people saying, I hit the brakes and the car went faster. <laughs> so. Yep, that's exactly how it was. All right, take care, man, and uh, safe travels home. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me on. Have a good one. Well, hello, and welcome to the Rally Cast. We have with us Patrick Grushka and Allison LaRosa. You two are on your way back after uh, an awesome snowdrift. First of all, how are you two doing this morning? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Can't complain. It was a great weekend. Well, Patrick, um, first of all, uh, you're the son of Art Grushka, so uh, I'm guessing you're required to do a rally at some point in your life? Oh, no, my dad never pushed racing on me. He just sort of let me get to my own senses and realize that speed uh, is something everyone needs here and there. So I'm very grateful that he did. He introduced me slowly, starting with uh, karting and stuff like that, then moving slowly, like getting little opportunities to sit into his rally car, which is amazing. I could have never imagined to be able to sit in the same seat as him. And it was just great to have that feeling around, you know, his support and everything like that. So, no, never pushed, sort of uh, self-induced. Uh, well, it is an addiction, I think, as Alice and I can both attest, <laughs> once you get a taste of it, right? Yeah, you can't get enough. So, you know, this being your first ever stage rally then, uh, you know, official competition here, um, what did you do to prepare? Oh, I mean, I have a great trainer back in Chicago who really got my body up to shape to make sure everything was fine, you know, nothing ever hurt, you know, especially just like... Anything in the car, mobility, stability, everything with my eyes to make sure I'm on focus and just making sure I'm, I'm just ready, you know. Rally is no joke, especially uh, takes a lot of preparation for your body, your mind, and making sure you're, you're focused and everything goes smoothly. So uh, that for sure was a big thing. You know, me and Allison did testing in Colorado in uh, Bridgestone at Steamboat, and that was great. We, we started uh, clicking, getting our pace notes down and everything. So that was a giant help. We had great, great training, uh, training dri- or driving trainer. I don't know how would you say that. Driving trainer, training drivers, who showed me the ropes of two-wheel drive, which I'd never experienced. So so a giant thanks to them to making sure I was ready for everything and uh, preparing me the most they can in those short day. And uh, yeah, it was a day, less than a day. Well, and Allison, you know, you're you're quite the experienced co-driver these days and uh, sat with a lot of people and even other uh, newer drivers. What was it like, uh, you know, getting your introduction to Patrick and sitting next to him for the first time? You know, I, Mike, pretty much the whole weekend, I was just pleasantly surprised by it going nothing as how I expected. <laughs> um, you know, I agreed 
Ed McNally reached out a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, pretty last minute. Um, I'm from California. I don't like the snow. I was fully prepared to not compete at Snowdrift. Um, he reached out pretty last minute and said, you know, I have a rental that is interested in Snowdrift. Are you available? And I know that, you know, with ODD closing recently, Ed is trying to get his uh, Arrive and Drive program up and running. So, He's done, you know, he's he's provided so much support for me. I was like, all right, and I'll do it. And then he said, it's Art's son. And I was like, oh, man, I'm thinking a 17-year-old kid who has a dad as fast as Art, I thought, this is going to be, honestly, my wife was like, you can't get into that car. That's not safe. He has no experience. You know, everything was just not that there's a snowbank in your future. <laughs> yes, I was ready. And I and so Patrick called me. That was the first surprise was a 17-year-old just called me to discuss if I'd be willing, not send a text. Uh, the first thing I said was, I don't like to shovel seeds. <laughs> and he said, he said, no, 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 no. I have no plans on getting into a snowbank. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but I know snowdrift. Um, so that was the second pleasantly surprised was we touched one snowbank all weekend and the first words out of his mouth were don't get out you won't be shoveling i've got this and in my mind again snowdrift i'm thinking there's no way he's more high centered on him it was not positive it didn't have a good outcome in his future i was going to shovel i knew it uh he got us out of it we didn't even lose 10 seconds it was you know, just one thing after another, he he was very, um, very mature and nothing like I expected. So, yeah, it was great. Well, Patrick, you know, again, this being your first rally, you know, you have the, the enormity, I guess, of, of a national event. There's 50 competitors out there, of which you start 50th. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. from what I've heard from everybody is that anybody started back um, was glare ice just from the very start. Um, so not only do you have this overwhelming thing of here's your first, you know, com- competitive event, you're on a sheet of ice to start with. What was that like? Oh, it's definitely interesting. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, very, very interesting. You know, the first stage we sort of took at the uh, gauging, a little scouting report to see what the next couple of stages, and we knew that after that it would just get worse and worse. You know, so we just took it easy, nice and slow. Like they say, slow is fast. So I stuck to that, kept my head up. Uh, head down and just hope for the best and, and really just control what I can and just break early and make sure I, I can set up returns and, and make it out safely. Most importantly, just not put any of us at risk. He, he went into that first stage. I don't know how many times he said, no, let's be smart. Let's learn. And honestly, he went into that first stage with that motto and he had so many smart saves and reactions. I would have never thought we were the last car on the road i mean i knew we were the last car on the road but he did very well um with that ice was it was something else and it was his first time in a front wheel to front wheel drive uh to a limited car so it's a completely different setup yeah yeah so when it comes to setups you know again being your first rally uh you know something i was asking uh keen mccormack uh, earlier about um it was his first you know snowdrift to do and you know, what kind of setup are you trying to look for when you're going into something like this? Uh, if we're talking car-wise, uh, yeah. I mean, Colorado was, was a massive, massive uh, bonus where we really, like, dialed down the car, especially to my driving style, and making sure, like, it's perfect towards towards the event. 
uh, the track the track that we used was actually uh, inch of ice and just snow packed on top of it. So once we started getting rid of that snow, it was all ice. So very, very similar to Snowdrift, which is perfect. I mean, and his car is absolutely fabulous. So we managed to set up the riders on, on it to, to react nicely to the snow, nice and soft. Not too soft, but still managed to pull us out of turns. Not too bumpy, anything. So, I mean, and especially with the shorter gear ratio the Fiesta has, it's really got us through the corners nicely, pulled us out. Never a dull moment with that car. It's super fun. Forgiving. So much fun. So, you know, going into this, again, your first rally, did you ever expect to end up second in class? I mean, that that was a hell of a performance against, you know, the, the competition at Snowdrift. Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of great competition and, and limited two-wheel drive. And honestly, coming into this event, me and my dad were talking. Art was just like, you know, don't compete. Don't compete. Just do your thing nice and slow. Get to the finish and just make sure you're at the po- or not at the podium, but at the end, you know. Make sure you go in through that last time control in one piece. And just have a blast. Make sure you just learn. Most important thing is just learning and preparing for next season. Now that's a smart outlook. And, you know, I, again, talking with uh, uh, Kean McCormack, um, I'm going to be talking to um, Andre Durazio later. And now we've got you, uh, you know, having these young talents around. Uh, I guess this is kind of more for you, Allison. I mean, well, the the future is pretty darn bright for our sport here in America, isn't it? And it, it really is. It's exciting. Um, I, you know, I... I work with college students as a living, um, so I'm not going to lie that I have some challenging days, and these kids that are coming up in rally right now are very mature, very level-headed, and they're just excited, and they just want to have fun, finish, and just, you know, see what happens, and, and that's what they all did this weekend, um, and they have, I know that Andre's dad is with him, supporting him through every weekend, or through every event. And Art was there uh, every moment of this weekend, and we came into that first service. If you would have told me that we were doing that well at the first service, I would have thought you were joking because all Pat did was drive smart. Um, But I think he got a uh, little talking to about those times because it looked like it wasn't – it looked like he was racing, but he was just driving smart, looking at lines, taking corners easy and just wanting to learn so that he can keep going in this sport. Um, So, yeah, that makes me, because I would also like to keep going in this sport. So seeing that there's, you know, it's it's going to stay alive in, in North America and it's going to, I think, thrive. I'm very excited. Well, and Patrick, it it must've been fun for you to uh, have someone that like Allison sitting in the right seat because she's a riot. I'm I'm just straight up. She's one of the most fun, I think, (laughs) to have in the, in the other seat there. Well, I mean, absolutely. The moment the moment we met each other in Colorado, I feel we just instantly clicked, you know. Just our personalities, just excitement and everything, just excited to learn, get out on the stages, have fun, get the most out of every event that we can, you know, COVID around. We don't know if there is going to be many more events, but thankfully the organizers and everyone around, all the volunteers that helped out, make sure uh, we had a nice, safe event and just being able to compete just felt great. How was using Rally Safe? I was definitely it was definitely something different. I, I think Allison could speak more on that behalf. You know, I have I was, a lot of thoughts. It was yeah. overwhelming, but great. But all, like, yeah, it was it was a lot in a good way. No, I mean it, it's it's amazing that we have yeah. some some new form of safety. I mean, I remember coming down the stage, especially starting 50th, just looking at uh, at the Rally Safe, giving me warnings before you know before triangles. That that little extra edge always helps you to set up and prepare for what's around that corner. You know. You never know what to expect. So 
having that rally save definitely was an amazing thing for safety, and uh, I hope they just keep using it and keep developing it. I definitely want them to keep it. Um, I did not do my homework, and I had never raced with it before. I didn't have that much time, you know, going into it. And I thought I was going to have more time at the event to be able to look at it and play with it. Um, But we had our tech time was at 7, so p.m. the night before the start. So I did not have time. And when we came into the first corner and saw the first corner of the first stage, there was already a car in the trees. And so I'm trying to guide him away from that car. And this thing starts flashing all these things at me. I thought it was just like, hit this button if you're dying. But (laughs) it was like orange, yellow, green, green, yellow, orange. And then like counting all these numbers. And I was like, don't hit that car. Something's happening here. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Like, just drive what you see. And I look at it and it's like, I mean, it's great though. By the end of the um, first leg, second leg, I was able to say there's a car on the right and 300 meters, they're okay, they're not on the road. Or there's a car on the left and 200, they're on the road, drive, um, you know, Steve, oh, Steve uh, Gingras, I always say his name wrong, Gingras, he and Katie had, he and Katie had a good uh, role. And, you know, coming across, around the corner, Pat says, oh, no, like, should we, you know, it's his first event. What do I do? There's a car almost completely blocking the road. And I look and I see it's Steve. And now I know the rally safe is there. And I said, nope, don't stop. It's passable. We got to find. And there was the tiniest space. And it was passable, so it wasn't Red Cross. Um, But, yeah, we were able to see that on the rally safe. And any other, a lot, it would have been hard for a lot of first-time snow and ice or just any competitor to not hit him as if they didn't have it that's really good news so, and from from me yeah. remotely tracking all the split times and uh so just cool. you know it was so yeah. accurate uh it, it was it was yeah. really fun to be able to see that I and mean, we've never had split times before let alone you know this level no. of accuracy so that that was really cool yeah so they're doing split times now so you can see on a stage like uh how one sector, how someone does in one sector, how someone does in second sector? Yes, sir. Oh, that's, so that's amazing. It's on the app with you, uh, the Rally Safe app. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. That's good to know. That's great. Or on the website, um, there's a link at the bottom um, when you go to the times that says splits. Okay. And you can, and depending on the length of the stage, they'll have different split points. And uh, yeah. Okay, so, that's great. Yeah, it's been uh, pretty, pretty fun to watch that. It also shows the co-driver, their start, finish, and um, stage time during transit so when it's safe i didn't realize it also tracks transit times because mm. that would have been good to know because it did not track them correctly um i don't know if you saw all my penalties i was like i would not i do not arrive to atc early let alone late let alone have i've never received a penalty and let alone four in one rally so i i submitted an inquiry and then all of a sudden i think six of us said that no this is not correct this is like something is wrong and so they ended up removing them all and they said they're going to look into it to make sure it doesn't happen at 100 acre wood so that was the one thing but had i known had i done my homework i could have probably seen from the computer that there's some sort of time that's wrong Mm -hmm. and then brought it up right then uh but now i know for the next time you know but yeah it's it's the functionality i'm so excited that it's there so excited 
did you have to use the uh, push to pass at all since you were starting so far back? Um, no, because we, yeah, we were so far back, but uh, it did throw hazards because we're in a limited horsepower front wheel drive with ice that we were, we had to go up this hill so slow because we just could not get up it. I heard I others. we were going to roll back. Yeah. Others were saying the same thing that it thought you it, were the hazard. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, what the f*** you rally face? I'm racing. Like, that's rude. Because <laughs> it tells me. I, and it, again, I didn't know what it was doing because this was a different screen. Yeah. And it says, like, you're moving slow. And I'm like, we're trying and it says are you okay you're moving even slower and i'm like we can't get up this hill and then and it says hazard starts in three two one and i'm like oh man i can't tell him that (laughs) i'm guessing the idea there is that uh if you had a puncture or you have um you know you're in limp mode or something right yeah it does it is good because what if what if we were in limp mode and it was a blind whatever so again i think I love it, but it was kind of caught me off guard, like saying that I'm trying, like Pat is just working so hard to grab any snow to get up this hill, and it's the last stage, and I'm like, you got it, you got it, and then this thing flashes at me, you're moving slow. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, so, so rude. That was just funny. I know. <laughs> I was offended. Um, but no, it, we were technically, we could, we were a hazard if someone came up behind us. So yeah, it was great. Maybe they could have given us a, a little boost, you know, up the hill. We can both make it then. Yeah. Like <laughs> you're moving slow. We, we think you're still going to finish. Are you okay? <laughs> we'll be seeing you at hundred acre or uh, what, what's the next event in, in the uh, calendar for you? Oh, absolutely. hundred acre wood. I'm super excited to get onto a gravel rally. It's always been a dream, dream of mine. This and uh, LSPR have always been my, my hallmark, uh, like events that I've always uh, dreamed of being able to compete. Just watching my dad go down through the stages, just in awe, beautiful stages. Well, I, I must say, I've always had a lot of fun around your dad uh, being an organizer here for Oregon Trail. I've been seeing him come out this way many, many times, and uh, even got to ride in his car once uh, back when um, he had uh, Brian Bouffier driving it for him here for Oregon Trail, which was oh, really absolutely. dark. Oh, absolutely. Right? I, I read that article. It was amazing. Oh, what a, what a ride. I mean, honestly, there's... <laughs> It was fantastic. And we also have to thank your dad for the fact that I was talking to Allison earlier about this. The fact that we've had champagne, obviously not during COVID times, but the fact that we have champagne for the regional uh, awards is all thanks to your dad. So it happened at Oregon Trail. He wanted champagne and we only had it for the nationals originally. He's like, go buy me champagne. <laughs> so that's oh, now been a new tradition. My dad, my yeah, my dad is a firm believer that everyone should be treated the same. So when he found out there's no champagne, he just hopped in the car, ran to the local store, and bought, bought champagne for everyone. You know, it was everyone great. Everyone should yeah. have the, the opportunity to the opportunity to feel that that feeling that even the national people feel when they're on that podium. You know, awesome to see you out there having a good time. We'll see you at Hundred Acre Wood, uh, Allison. Thanks for taking the time for taking the call as well. Have safe travel back, and ah, again, fantastic performance was fun to watch your guys' times up there uh, mixing it up with all the others in that class. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Mike. Well, we have with us on the Rallycast here Andre Durazio. And d- did I pronounce that right? 
Yeah, that's. I think that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah, I'm not 100% sure. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So, Andre Durazio, first of all, congratulations on your open two-wheel drive national win there at Snowdrift. Yeah, thank you. It was a great drive, yeah. Uh, that was a fantastic drive. And, you know, we have so many young talents right now uh, coming into our sport. And, you know, one thing I, I was telling uh, Kian before was, you know, we've had young talent that comes and goes here and there. And it's very rare that we've had multiples at the same time. So we're pretty excited about that. But how is it that you found rallying? Because that, that's something I always want to know. I mean, I, I've loved the sport for a long time, but usually us older guys tend to find it. So how, how did you end up coming across this sport? If I'm going to be honest with you, I started karting and I did that for about a season and I liked it, but I felt like I needed more. So I then headed into rally racing for a little bit more excitement. So that's how I got into rally racing. So where was it that you ended up uh, kind of playing around with stuff? Were you doing like uh, uh, some rally cross stuff that's local to you or what? Yeah, I competed in uh, NorCal Rallycross in a 1988 BMW E30. Oh, it was fun. an IX. Yeah, it was an IX, so it was all-wheel drive. And I did that for about a year as well before moving into stage rally. Wow. So did you have like a, a whole plan laid out of, of going into this? Because obviously you, you went from karting, you know, the rallycross stuff, and then into stage rally. So did you, once you kind of found this, you're like, okay, I'm driven. I've got goals. I, I want to go here, then there. Because it seems like you've been really kind of on this ladder to progress yourself uh not really when i started karting i was just doing it for fun and then after that i decided to go into rallycross and then i started to get serious and i was like okay maybe i should get into stage rally and see what happens but yeah i didn't really have a, a like a big plan to start with well um whatever little plans you had seems to be working pretty yeah. well <laughs> Uh, you know, last season, I chatted with you just a little bit um, over at uh, the Olympus Rally, where, again, a fantastic result. Um, but now you're stepping up into a Fiesta R2. What has it been like going from the little R1 up to an R2 car? Yeah, it's actually pretty similar to the R1. I'm pretty sure it has the same suspension. And they're both Fiestas. They're both front-wheel drive. So they handle they handle relatively the same. I'd say that the only difference is that um, the diff in the R2 is uh, it's better, so you don't really deal with the the understeer that the R1 has, and obviously you have sequential gearbox and anti lag and all that fun stuff. So yeah, it's it's pretty similar. I, I, to me, that sounds like a lot of differences, but okay, I'll go with similar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So not only are you moving into the R2 for the first time, but you're going into a rally that is the slipperiest, the to, to put it mildly, and the, the nicest I can say, the worst snowdrift rally that they've yeah. ever had, according to uh, many of the competitors I've talked to that have done it for years and years and years. And, and having to deal with those conditions and, and still be competitive, because, again, the car's similar, sure, but... Yeah, I mean, we had, uh, like, one and a half days of testing, and I had Chris Duplessis as a driver's coach. Who's Chris really Duplessis. Oh, yeah. my old buddy, Chris. Awesome. <laughs> Sorry if I butchered his name. <laughs> it's all good. Eh, yeah, you won't mind. So, yeah, I, I had him as a coach for one and a half days. And uh, when I first started, it wasn't looking too good. But by the end of day two, I was, uh, I was, I was doing pretty good. Oh, that's great. Yeah, Chris, uh, it, he, he's such a fun guy. And 
such a talent, you know. He, he was yeah. one of our first that went over to uh, Europe to do some WRC stuff in the old WRC Academy before it was uh, got changed back to being the junior WRC. And, yeah. Yeah, he's a great driver. He, he is a great driver. So you, so you go into the Snowdrift Rally, you know, you, you're in this R2, getting out, uh, ready to go to the start line, and uh, you, you see that Nate Tennis is in your class here. Um, yeah. Now, uh, now, now, I'm guessing here that somewhere in your background, you may have been up at Dirtfish before. Yeah, I was at Dirtfish uh, uh, 2019 or 2018. I took a three-day school there in all-wheel drive cars. So, yeah, I'm aware of uh, how good Dirtfish is at teaching people how to drive. So I knew that Nate was going to be on the pace as the main instructor at Dirtfish. But then it looks like right off the line, you were the fastest of the open two-wheel drive cars and kind of never looked back all weekend. Yeah, I wasn't really expecting that, to be honest. I kind of took it easy on the first uh, loop of the stages. I didn't want to throw anything away or outbreak myself. Uh, it turned out I just uh, had some good pace near the start, and I managed to maintain that, even though I had some slippery stages in some moments. So, And, and he was also in a rear-wheel drive car, so I don't want to take anything away from that. He was a good driver. Yeah, well, I mean, he was slotted right between you and Kian, so uh, yeah, yeah that's... it was awesome driving. <laughs> that, that was that was pretty impressive for sure, and and that BRZ he's got though, it's it's a pretty sweet build, so yeah, uh, def- definitely something to that that would be competitive, uh, I guess maybe in, in on the gravel and whatnot, but uh, yeah, and the slippery stuff a little bit harder maybe, but yeah, I can't imagine. <laughs> what was it like on like the the second pass or, or third pass though? Because that's where I was hearing it was especially bad. Um, the second pass wasn't that bad for me actually. I was kind of expecting it to be polished, but the third pass was, wow, it was really difficult, especially the last couple of stages where it's super narrow, super dark, and it was snowing. So I couldn't really see where I was going, and I was just having moments constantly. And also, the first corner of the first stage was a a mighty corner. It nearly took me off, even though I knew it was going to be a dangerous corner. Well, now you got to describe what you mean by mighty corner. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was the corner where... uh, Ryan Booth and a couple of others kind of went off there and I already knew it was going to be a difficult corner. I came up to it and I hit the brakes and nothing happened. So I had a huge moment where I had to grab the handbrake and kind of downshifted a couple gears and then nail the gas. But yeah, it was a, a very slippery corner, very slippery. So I guess what's next? Um, obviously, you've done really well here. You've had, um, you know, Alex uh, Gelsomino sitting next to you, who's really just one of the best co-drivers out there. Um, are, are you heading over to 100 Acre Wood and just going to go for the whole championship? Uh, the plan is to go over to 100 Acre Wood with Michael Hordike, who was with me at Olympus. But from there, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just kind of doing this uh, stage by stage, rally by rally kind of thing. So. We'll see after 100 Acre Wood what my schedule looks like, but that's it for now. Uh, between rallies, what are you doing to, uh, I guess, keep fit and, and ready for the next one? I just work out at home, and uh, I have a simulator, so I use that when I can. But, but yeah, that's about it. I guess I review videos, too. Do you do some sim racing? Yeah, I do some sim racing. I have dry eyes, so I can't do it for that long, but yeah, I, I do it when I can. Uh, is it Dirt Rally that you're playing, or what? Yeah, I got Dirt Rally and Azetto Corsa, and Azetto Corsa, the new one, I forget what it's called, but yeah. 
those those are the main games I play. Well, they definitely uh, keep the you know uh, your eyes moving where they should and all that stuff and your reaction time. You still got to have that, even if the feel isn't quite the same. Yeah, it st- still gets the mental processes going, right? Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. And do you still do a little bit of carding every now and then too? To uh, I wish. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not anymore. No, I don't have like a, a carding suit or a helmet or anything, and I don't think they're uh, they're like renting them anymore with COVID. The helmets oh, probably not a right. good idea. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, COVID times that kind of changes everything. Yeah, I don't know. Also, when I did carding, I developed some bad habits into rallying, so I don't want to do that. But it would be great to go carding again, I guess. So, what's the biggest difference you found then between carding uh, and rallying? Then, as far as uh, you know, I guess it would be driver inputs and whatnot. If if it's so different, yeah, it's definitely weight transfer. Like you don't feel any weight transfer really in the go karts. It just feels like this stiff thing. And when you get in the rally car, especially on gravel with, you know, super soft suspension and stuff, you can really feel the weight manipulate itself around the corner. And that's not something I ever experienced before karting. Yeah, it's it's something I really had to get used to, too, like trail braking. I didn't really have that. I mean, you had that in karting, but it was much different. Uh, I was only braking with the rear wheels and karting. And then all of a sudden rallying, it's so important how you release the brake pedal and how you turn into the corner. So it was a big learning curve. Uh, I did have one other question, the rally safe thing. I've been asking every competitor what they thought of rally safe because the first event that we've had it with, uh, the American rally association events, uh, what'd you think of having that as a way to keep track of your timing and, and tracking and all that? I really liked it cause I could use it at the start line to see when I had to go when there was no clocks. And also it, it warns you if someone goes off the road and I could see that as a driver, uh, out of the corner of my eye, I could see that, oh, there's someone going off and I knew I needed to slow down. It was really uh, beneficial as a driver to have that. And uh, were you, like, reviewing uh, split times or anything like that? Yeah, I had Alex uh, tell me how my pace was because I feel like this rally, out of all the rallies I've done, pacing is really important, and I was happy to turn it down a couple of notches. So it was really cool to have it be, like, accurate and live, the pacing on the rally safe. One thing that I've talked to some of the other young drivers about is – how normally I don't see the younger guys watching recce videos up until the last minute, other than when I saw like Oliver Solberg was over here, you know, doing that. Yeah. Uh, is, is that, are you keeping that close of, you know, every night reviewing all that stuff to prepare yourself? Yeah. I try to uh, at least do a video review with my co-driver the night before the race, just to brush up the notes and try to picture what the car is doing when I hear the pace notes in the video. And to be honest, I don't know if I would get good sleep if I, if I went into the rally without that because I happen to find a lot of things when I do that. So I feel like reviewing video is always really important in rallies. Uh, well, it seems to work so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, again, a great win. Thanks for chatting with us. And, man, we'll uh, see you at 100 Acre Wood. Yeah, thank you. Thank you again to Kian, Patrick, Allison, and Andre for chatting with us. Uh, this was part two, and I've got one more third part uh, that I'm putting together. Uh, just waiting for a call back from a couple of people. And that should wrap it up for our uh, little snowdrift review. Thank you again also to our supporters, Melee Design Firm and Oz Rally Pro. I'm your host, Mike Shaw, reminding you to keep the shiny side up. <laughs>